The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save games the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. Joining me is Natasha Ghosh, who is the SEO manager at Riot Games. Since 2006, Riot Games has remained dedicated to transforming the landscape of video game development, publication, and player support. Yesterday, Natasha and I talked about topic modeling and how it connects to technical SEO. Today, we're going to continue our conversation by discussing structured data and microformats in a changing search landscape. This podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay. Here's my conversation with Natasha Ghosh, the SEO manager at Riot Games. Natasha, welcome back to the Voices Search podcast. Thanks so much. I'm excited to be here again. Great. So yesterday we went through a lot of pretty deep stuff, right? Like we went into topic modeling, its connection to the evolution of AI, all the way to where it is today in technical SEO and how it, how it impacts technical SEO and decisions we make. For our listeners who didn't get a chance to listen to that, please go back to yesterday's episode. I actually believe that you'll find it valuable whether you work at a big enterprise-style site all the way to someone who's, who's working on a personal blog. There's, there's some really valuable insights that Natasha shared. So thank, thank you to you for, for giving us those insights yesterday. I'm happy to do it. 
So today we're going a little bit into something that I, I'm actually finding to be near and dear to my heart, um, especially lately after two, well, not just two, but, but really just a, a flood of SEO updates. In particular, here towards the end of 2023, we saw core updates, uh, review updates, other structured data experiences get stripped away or reduced in value from the SERP. For example, FAQs have, have changed. Uh, the event features in, in SERPs has changed quite a bit this past year. And many of these signals, many of these elements are getting shared with Google through structured data. I think the search landscape is obviously changing every day from little things uh, within how results show up on Google SERPs or other search engines, uh, search engine results page to knowledge graphs to different types of rich results and uh, SERP features. I think structured data is becoming more and more important. So like looking at it from like Google's own business model, they need pe- more people to come and use Google so that they get they can generate more ad revenue. So it is in their best interest if their users are able to find all the information they need on SERPs themselves without having to go to uh, any websites. As a result, all of their search appearance-related algorithm updates are all directed at making the search engine experience so awesome that no human needs to actually go to a website. And that's sort of where structured data comes into play so much because it's, it's a layer of code that sits on top of your content that helps a search engine understand the objects on that page. Yeah, I mean, and you're right. And it, it is this layer of data that, that Google's consuming. And to that point, though, like, I mean, I'm kind of curious to get your point of view on, is that layer of data still important today? Is that really as useful as it once was, in particular in this landscape? Because again, this podcast today is really about this changing landscape, right? And, and I hope that most of our listeners already know what structured data is and the use of it, right? So if you don't, please, please go do some homework on that. Go check out schema.org. There's plenty of other resources out there as well. But at the core of this podcast today, it's about the fact that everything's changing so fast. So is, is this still even useful? Yes, I think it's incredibly useful because as the search landscape changes, the sources of information, which is our websites, are going to pretty much remain static, HTML, CSS, like they're going to remain our websites. We're not going to create all new content for an entirely new search landscape that will be very hard to replicate. Like we have all this information in the form of websites. What are we going to do with that once we change our search landscape? Let's say we have something more immersive or more AI generative. Like I don't know how many of us have used the, uh, the beta version of the generative results on Google. I certainly use it. When it, I first started using it, I noticed there were a lot of websites that weren't still using uh, structured data, but they were ranking or they were showing up within the generative results. But they weren't like having as much, like you have that little button that says follow-up, ask a follow-up question. And when you ask the follow-up question, the answers would be kind of repetitive when compared to the, the first results that would show up. But now more websites have more structured data. And there's just richer results in those follow-up sections of those generative results. I think it's very clear that Google is definitely moving towards something where a user can ask a follow-up question 
on the search engine results page without their remaining search experience being interrupted. Just like in one section, they can ask some follow-up questions, try to refine their queries. We've also had voice and visual search for quite a while. So everything is pointing towards a more an increasingly immersive search experience on the search engine results page itself. And what better way to gather that information from a website than structured data? Because we can't just recreate all that content. We, we have to find a way to understand that content better. So with that, we're, you know, I mean, I think this is really, you laid a lot of meaty stuff on there, you know, and, and, and a lot of components about both how search engines are displaying content all the way through to SGE. So for our listeners, search, search generative experience, you know, how Google's own AI is serving up results and using data to make justifications on refinements or, or, or follow-on searches, you know, which is a huge part of organic search, right? It, it's the reason why there's so much long tail is because all of us as consumers, us as SEOs and, and as general users of Google, we are constantly refining our search, right? We start with shoes, but then we eventually get to what we want, right? I mean, that's a grotesque example, but it, it serves its purpose here. But in, this, in these components of structured data, right? I'm gonna play devil's advocate for a second here with you, Natasha. Like, there's this huge argument right now that because of AI and because of Google's deprioritization of SERP feature elements that used to give websites clicks, that Maybe we shouldn't be giving them this data. Maybe we should have all been like Amazon and other big companies like, like eBay, where I worked at for many years, and just block Google from stuff. What's your perspective on that? And is that, is that a, a suitable answer for businesses? That's a very good question. I think at the end of the day, it depends on what we're trying to achieve. And I think it matters that, for example, if we're trying to help our own customers. So whoever your customers are, whoever your website's customers are, whoever my website's customers are, what is it that they're actually trying to find? And are we able to give what they need to find as quickly as possible? Because if our users are happy with the experience, the clicks will follow. If they're able to find a certain amount of content that satisfies their initial query, they're going to go look for the source of that content as opposed to any other sources. So I would say it is still very important for us to be implementing structured data. I will also add that, let's say you have like a whole blog post. You don't need to have unique structured data tags for each of those pages. You could just have like a template for all of them so that search engines just know that, oh, from all of these pages that live within news or blog, whichever subfolder, all of them get the same kind of structured data. They're all very similar items. However, if you have something, if you have certain information like that you want to be a part of a knowledge graph, you want to mark those pages up more specifically and categorically. I think knowledge graphs are going up. And while knowledge graphs don't increase the number of clicks to a website, they do help the experience of our customers. And at the end of the day, happy customer means happy business. I'm with you. And I think one of the most underrated aspects of SEO today is the brand impact that has on the Google user. The Google user being the person behind that search query, right? It's very hard to measure that, right? And, and we try to make SEO this pure play performance-driven channel where it's like click equals dollar signs. And like, 
the simple fact of the matter is that if you show up in that answer box or you show up in that knowledge panel or you, you are part of this experience somehow, you show up a lot in the PAA, awesome. You've got a lot of brand exposure through Google. And I don't, I don't think there's a great way to measure that, but boy, is it underrated. And it's going to become a big component, to your point earlier, of SGE, right? And if you can get more visible in SGE, especially with multimedia type formats, you got a really strong chance at being successful in an AI-driven search experience. I agree. And I think the more that websites show up in SGE, the higher their domain authority goes as well. I can't see how domain authority would remain untouched in all of this. There's just no way. So Google has its four micro moments in the micro moment methodology, right? The need to know, the need to go, the need to do, the need to buy. Those are pretty urgent needs that a user might have. And to your point, if we're able to help users, really help them in those micro moments, we build a rapport with them through our presence. And that isn't something you can always measure quantitatively and you can't always put a dollar sign to it. But over time, that does add to like the brand impact that that company has. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. No doubt. And as companies continue to think about this concept and as SEOs start to refine their plan around structured data, what are your thoughts in terms of 2024 and how this year will unfold? What are some of the key investments that some of our listeners should take into account in terms of prioritization, maybe in terms of implementation? And uh, where do you see that effort for, for our listeners? I think it's very important to definitely mark up our sites with schema. I love schema. I think it's, uh, in my experience, it's been very, very helpful. It's actually increased ranking keywords, not just given us like a bump in uh, SERP features. I think in 2023, for example, for a section of our sites, we saw a 5,000% increase in SERP features just by implementing a very basic structured data tag across all the articles pages. And we were like, whoa, this is a lot of SERP features all of a sudden in one year. So I think we should definitely, like for all websites, I would say definitely 
even if it's the most basic uh, structured data tag, even if it's the most simple, and like if you're using the structured data markup helper, that's usually good enough. You don't need to go dig deep into schema.org and like go line by line and try to identify every object on page. If each page has structured data for right, right now, Google is just rewarding that with better visibility. So I would say definitely invest in structured data. If you don't have a way of implementing it or hard coding it onto a page, Google Tag Manager, deploying it using Google Tag Manager works beautifully, even though it's client-side rendered. So I would say keep it simple, keep it automated, use Google Tag Manager. If you have like a large number of, if you're a blogger, mark up every blog page. If you are, have an enterprise site, mark up sections of websites and use Google Tag Manager. It's perfectly okay to do, I think. One of the things I'm getting a lot of questions about right now, in particular, because of the SERP volatility with how structured data passed through schema is now impacting certain websites, is should I be thinking about changing how I use schema often, right? So when FAQs were, were stripped out of the SERP and no longer were, were being placed below your link that was ranking, I got a lot of questions saying, oh, should I take that out of my schema now? And in some in more extreme cases, should I just take it off my website? <laughs> There's a whole nother debate on the content that's on the page versus the schema and the use of the data, data being, hey, I'm telling Google that something is here, something exists, right? What are your thoughts on the frequency at which we should be changing or testing different schema elements or data elements that we're trying to pass to Google? I would say not very often. I would say, I would actually leave it up to like your keyword, like the keyword activity that's happening. What keywords are your users finding your site for? Is it, if it's a long tail keyword at a certain page that isn't supposed to rank for that long tail keyword, if that page keeps ranking for that long tail keyword, maybe refine the structured data on that page to focus more on objects. So like if you have like an FAQ page, that page definitely needs structured data so that if someone asks a question, it pops up as like a search feature um, without someone having to click through. Eventually they will click through. If they're happy with the results, they're going to click through anyway. But if it's your homepage, every time you change what your homepage looks like, I don't think you need to redo the structured data. If you have an about page, if you have some of these pages where you like sometimes change some portion of the content or like a certain section, I wouldn't say we need to change the structured data for that. It's something that can stay that way. I look at structured data as something that shouldn't be changed often. And in my experience, that's what's been most beneficial, both for rankings as well as uh, user experience. The only time it becomes important to change is if you have like an event. So we have a lot of esports events. When the esports events, like during those times of the year, we definitely change all of our structured data a little bit in advance and strategically and submit all those pages for re-indexing so that when the event rolls around, our players are able to find that content and we're not competing with other websites. Otherwise, it's sort of like, oh, you publish it and just leave it alone and just see how it works for a little while. I would say look at it quarter over quarter measure your number of SERP features, number of keywords, and let user behavior determine your next course of action. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you. And I, and I, and I 100% agree. Like the changing of this, it, what I've come to learn over the 2023 is, is it's actually very challenging and, and very challenging to decouple Google's expectations, 
but also very challenging to the performance of the websites if there's a lot of volatility with how you're using schema in particular to, to display certain data elements. And, and what I mean by that specifically is that they, the property types and the organization of the schema shouldn't change very often. But if you have an argument to change the quality of the data, aka better FAQs on your page or better pricing ranges or you've identified new reviews that are that are of higher and greater importance on a product or service page go and make those changes those those are changes worth doing because that is enhancing the data but it is serviced in the same data element or the same property element that you're explaining to Google and consumers uh, what's what's on the page and so I think those things sometimes get confused for especially larger websites it's like Oh wow, we've got something new here. Let's go try to add that into the mix. And it's like maybe you don't need that much information. Maybe it's it's okay to just work with what you have or or even better yet, like why don't you just take what you have on the page and just make that more useful for users. I agree. And it's also this is another place where I know we talked about competitors uh last time as well, but this is a good place to look at how competitors are using structured data. Are they using structured data? Are they doing are they changing it often? because that also determines like how often Google is just indexing and like crawling them and re-indexing. If your site isn't being crawled and re-indexed regularly, then there's really no point in have ad- changing the structured data because it's not going to get seen anyway. So, definitely like I love users. I I love listening to my users and I think that listening to users and making sure that what they need they're finding and they're getting that usually proves to be most effective qualitatively and in the long run quantitatively as well. 100% with you. So Natasha, you know, in closing this episode, I want you to emphasize the importance of really good, clean and useful data as it pertains to the future of search and how Google's using AI. I get a feeling like that's going to be one of the key components to success for brands and and even small websites to to like bloggers and smaller e-commerce sites like I really genuinely feel like there's going to be a huge importance for Google to know that this organization is the originator the creator the founding entity behind a product or service or content take a small Shopify site that also sells on Amazon Google's going to use structured data to determine the difference between those and then make a good decision on how to display that in this new AI search world. So how does structured data and AI in the future play with one another and integrate with one another and ultimately the importance of that? This is a great question. And it actually ties back into topic modeling, interestingly, because at the end of the day, structured data is just sitting on top of the HTML and parsing the HTML looking for objects within it. Why I bring up topic modeling in this context is because uh, Google is running both, like looking at both at the same time. It's looking at, it's parsing the HTML and it's also parsing the structured data. It's also trying to establish a relationship between the structured data on that page and the HTML and structured data on other pages and the HTML on other pages. So your example of like, we have this Shopify site, we also have competitor, organic competitors that are selling similar or the same products. Which site is most easy for a search engine to understand? And that's where like both the structured data and topic modeling come into play together. 
it's not the same work, like in your day-to-day work, you're not going to be doing the same functions to make sure the structured data and the topics are really nice and clean, but they do play into each other. And I think the biggest application is going to be SGE because that's sort of where I think it's headed with the rise of chat GPT and other chatbots. I do think the ability to communicate with the search engine is something that people are going to find increasingly useful. I certainly find it useful. I also find ChatGPT useful. The ability to refine my questions and this is what I'm searching for. Instead of having me scroll through pages of search results, there's just this thing where I can refine my query, ask specific questions, and those questions are answered just the way I'm asking them. And I think that's where the application of a combination of structured data and topic modeling will be most beneficial. That's awesome and a great place for us to wrap up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you to Natasha Ghosh, the SEO manager at Riot Games for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Natasha, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can also contact her on Twitter where her handle is at Nat, N-A-T underscore Ghosh, G-H-O-S-H or visit the company website, riotgames.com. Okay, thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter, and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit that subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.